You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 19 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to welcome on the line Tom Hiscott, the author of the Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Um, yourself? I'm not bad. I managed to do my best to evade the rain showers, and it looks mm. like um, uh, they've been playing their usual havoc with the Toolstation Western League fixture list. Yeah, fortunately not, not too much called off, maybe, I don't know, just under half the, the, the matches on Saturday afternoon, so, yeah, a little less to, to look back on than usual, but, um, yeah, still plenty of, plenty of games and plenty of goals. I know, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well, though, does it? I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to know how many of the listeners um, follow the Tool Station Western League on Twitter, um, but I would definitely suggest that that's the best way of identifying the games that have been postponed. Obviously, the clubs themselves will um, post, uh, they'll post uh, the postponements, but um, the league also do a, a very good job of, of, um, of posting the postponements. And unfortunately, Saturday was sort of rather depressing and, and all too familiar. It was, there was memories of last season as sort of, one game goes, then another one goes, then another one goes. And, I mean, we, we will hear a little bit later in the podcast about um, the hard work of some of the volunteers out there in our clubs who, who managed to get the games on. But I don't think any of us want a repeat of last season, particularly the, the somewhat elongated end to it. No, definitely not. I mean, most, yeah, most importantly, the players and, and the management probably don't, don't want that. So, yeah, fingers crossed that the weather... Um, yeah, doesn't deteriorate too much over the next couple of weeks and over the next couple of months as well. So, yeah. Absolutely right. Well, well, we'll start our look back um, at the week in Toolstation Western League by um, having a look at the uh, the games in the Les Phillips Cup. And there were quite a few of them played on Tuesday the 27th of November. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there were actually, looking at postponements, there was a couple, couple of those matches uh, called off uh, last Tuesday night, but we did manage to get in four of our last 16 games, so half of them have now now been complete. Uh, there was a 2 0 win for, for Bridgewater at home to Roman Glass. Uh, goals from Jack Taylor and Lee Begg for them. Uh, Cowan were another side who, who progressed. A 2 1 victory at home to Win Canton, thanks to Matty Jenkins and, and Joe Williamson. Uh, the, the away victors, uh, the lone away victors on Tuesday night, uh, were Shep the Mallet. They claimed a, a 3 1 win away at Chipping Sodbury Town, thanks to Caelan Gould, uh, Tyson Pollard, and then James Billing. Uh, and then in, yeah, probably the most impressive result, we had Kingsham of the First Division uh, knocking out Clevedon of, of the Premier Division. Uh, a 3-2 victory. Uh, coming from behind, uh, Matt Brown uh, equalising after Archie Ferris had put Clevedon ahead. Uh, and then Clay, uh, Craig Wilson, sorry, and then Harley Pennell putting Kingsham 3-1 up. Uh, Tyler Ashmi did score with five minutes to go uh, for Clevedon, but that was too little too late, and it was uh, Kingsham who progressed to the next round. Yeah, that is a, an impressive result um, for Kane Jim because Clevedon have been in, in good form of um, mm. of late. Um, so moving on from Tuesday the 27th, we then um, bring ourselves up to date with Saturday the 1st of December. And having had a look at the Les Phillips Cup, there really was only one other cup in town and that very much was the FA Vars. Now, we had four games scheduled um, for this competition. Unfortunately, Tom, only two of them could take place. Yeah, indeed. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, half of them and obviously two of them uh, the ones that were postponed have uh, been rescheduled for the coming Saturday so pretty quick turnaround and hopefully uh, yeah, two of them, the other two of our sides uh, still in the FA Vars can, can join Willand in the next round uh, obviously uh, Bradford unfortunately to be knocked out 
Yeah, Bradford um, uh, going down 3-1 to Baffin's uh, Milton Rovers. A healthy crowd of 158 saw that one, but, um, um, well, Baffin's, it wasn't going to be their day, was it? No. Um, yeah, they were, I think it sounds like they were uh, pretty unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, they were 3-0 down uh, pretty late on before scoring uh, in the dying minutes to, to get a consolation, but it was Callum Dyer who did most of the damage scoring twice for the away side, and it's, uh, yeah, they who move on to the next round. Uh, a different kettle of fish, though, for Willing Rovers, who were um, who were on the end of a very healthy 3-0 win against Bodmin Town. Yeah, indeed. Uh, very much uh, thanks to Luke Mortimer uh, scoring twice in the second half. So it was a goal in the first half, so not much to flip the side then. Uh, but then, yeah, Willand uh, really pushed on in the second half, as I say, Mortimer uh, scoring his 11th and then 12th goal of the season uh, before Brett Warby wrapped things up uh, late on. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, the Devonians beating the Cornish, uh, the Cornish rivals in this one, and it was, uh, yeah, a pretty good 3-0 win for, for Willand. Now, of course, one of the benefits of um, a rain delay is that it does mean that uh, our sides that weren't able to play have made it through to the next draw of the, um, the fourth round draw of the, uh, the FA Vars. I, I know we normally have a look at the uh, fixtures later in the podcast, Tom, but um, um, have you, uh, uh, do you know who our sides have drawn? Um, I did catch it at lunchtime but I've not written them down so you, you, you'll have to yeah. well allow me to do some heavy lifting for a change because um, I also caught it and um, I do have a record of, uh, of, the, uh, of, the, of the draw and it was fascinating for those of us who did listen um, on TalkSport 2 um, uh, that Will and Rovers were the first team to be pulled out of the hat in the, uh, in the southern end draw. And uh, they will, they've, got a, they've got a home tie, of course, that's the good news, against Hamble Club or Hamworthy United. Um, the next side uh, uh, which we're interested in, of course, is Cribs. And uh, they will have to get past Saltash United if they're going to get... Uh, a crack at um, Southern League wannabes um, shoaling. Uh, there's, a, there's a side, I think, that have won all of their games this season, so definitely the ones that most people will have wanted to avoid in the draw, um, but Cribs have a, have a chance to uh, pit their wits against, uh, against them. And finally, of course, Cabri Heath. Um, uh, now, they play uh, St Austell, and if they can get through that tie, they've got an away tie at either Redbridge or Chertsey Town. So, uh, so that's the that's the uh, the build base FA Vars fourth round draw, and um, whilst I was busy making notes um, for tonight's podcast, I um, uh, having listened to the draw, I uh, I put in a phone call to uh, the chairman of Willand Rovers, of course Willand, who um, did so well to win at the weekend, Mike Mitchell, and we had a chat about how this season's going, and I started off by congratulating uh, Mike on that fantastic victory at the weekend. I'm very delighted. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'd like to say, you know, the volunteers that got this game on because we had a lot of lot of rain over the night. Uh, we were out there, or t- I wasn't up there, but it was about ten of them out there on Saturday morning, getting the uh, pitch ready for for, for this Bodmin game, which you know, taking on a southwestern Peninsula League side is always. You know, it's always nice for us down in Devon, and because uh, we've made the step up to Western League football, Bodmin has uh, been champions down there for quite a while, and um, a very successful side. And we were looking, you know, we wanted to get the game on. Uh, we were looking, you know, to see what we could do against a, a very good side. 
So, I mean, for, for the volunteers to, you know, get this game on, and we, we knew that there was games off around here, so we were hoping for a good crowd, and that's what we did get. And actually, the, the Bodman game itself, I mean, it, I know they were a few short, and we were a few short, but that's, that's, that's what happens in football. Uh, you, you can't get out of it. I mean, you, you're playing 11 against 11, and, and on the day we came out better. Well, you certainly uh, did. I mean, do, do you think that the 3-0 the, the scoreline was as comfortable as perhaps it suggests? Well, up until half-time, uh, it was 0-0 at half-time. They hit the bar and, and came. the ball came down on the line, and I, I think that was about the only real effort they had at the first half. And we didn't have a lot more. Well, we had chances, but, we, you know, we, it, we didn't trouble the keyboard too much. I mean, Ryan Draper was in goal for Bodman, and he was an ex-Willem player as well, and we knew about him, uh, but he played well. It, but second half, 3-0 is a good result for us, and I think, you know, it could have been more. But um, give Bodman their due, they kept going all the way through. Like, with their better players, I think there's a few uh, suspended. I think, you know, they would have given us even a more a better game. But, I, you know, I think we are deserved winners. Well, that victory, of course, books your place in the next round <clears throat> of the FA Vars. And we yeah. are literally doing this interview um, seconds after the draw's been made. You were the first ball out of the bag in the Southern League section. You've got Hamble Club or Hanworthy United in the next round. Um, it's a home draw, so I'm, I'm presuming that, uh, that you'd have taken that before the draw was made. I'll take that any day. I mean, we wanted an own draw. There was a couple of sides that we we didn't want, but um, you know, I mean, we we have got a team here now. I think can take on anybody and give anybody a game. I mean, we, we our team at the moment is, is playing good football, and we play good football on good pitches That's, uh, because you know we, Russell, our manager, and the management side wants to see good football this club and I think at, at this club at the moment it's the best we've I've been chairman here 21 years now and, and it's, it's the best football I've seen at this club I mean we've we've had some better sides stronger sides but I think this side here can match anyone in in our level on Wednesday, um, you're in another cup competition. It's the Les Phillips Cup at Odd Down. Are the visitors? Is is that another competition that you'd look? Uh, you're looking for the club to do well in. We always like to do well in the Les Phillips. I think we've won it three times now, and I think we've we've lost in the final three times. We've been in the league now eighteen years, eighteen, nineteen years, and and and, and that's a good. To, to be in the final about six times is it, it, pretty good. Yeah. We always think. I, a cup match is it's a good day out anyhow if, if you if you can win a cup final it, it is on the day is absolutely brilliant but yes odd down we have we we have some good tussles with odd down i i respect them you know as a good side uh, especially in an evening game i'm expecting a good game here on wednesday night we got at the, as we speak at the moment we've got people out on the ground uh, trying to get things back ready for, for Wednesday night after Saturday's game because after 90 minutes Saturday it, it didn't look too too healthy but uh, they're getting it back now. Obviously this season the Les Phillips Cup has moved to a midweek competition. Were you uh, were you pleased to see that development? I, I think I think it's, it's always nice to see things change a little bit and, and you know if it don't work we can go back 
the following year. But I mean, I think at the moment, you know, it is working out pretty good. You know, I got I got no problem with it. I mean, we, we like going away anyhow. I mean, we, wherever we go, we try to, we we have a good time. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, this is what it's all about. You you, you don't go away and and. And, and think to yourself, well, this is going to be a bad day. You go away and enjoy it. You'll be going away this weekend. You've got a trip to Shortwood. Now, they haven't enjoyed the best of starts in the Western League, but uh, do you fear that that game could be a potential banana skin? <laughs> I've been worrying about this for a couple of weeks now. I mean, you know, <laughs> I keep on looking at their results. And, um, yes, I mean, I'm looking forward to going to Shortwood. Never been there before. Um, one of the problems we got, we always take a coach, and, and we can't get a coach up 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 to the ground. So I think we're having minibuses at the moment. But yes, I am looking forward to going to Shortwood and meeting people from Shortwood. But uh, uh, like you say, I mean, it is a potential banana skin. You know, we're third in the league, and they're, they're bottom of the league, and not not. Got a point, I don't think, have they? No, no, they haven't. So I know a no. few of the managers I've spoken to on the podcast have, you know, they've been dreading that they'd be the first to fall foul. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you, yeah. you have you have been going really well in the league, and of course you've been going well in the league for some time now. Certainly for as long as I've been covering Western League football on the podcast. So I mean, at the beginning of this season, what were your aspirations for Willing Rovers? Well, I mean, every year, I mean, over the last since Russell took over. Things have got changed a little bit in the way he wants to play football and the way things happen at this club. And and really, I mean, I'm going along, I'm riding along with them, really, you know, and, it, and, it's, and it's brilliant. And my ambition would be to go into the next league. We've knocked on the door several years now, and not sticking my neck out too much, but we'll take whatever comes. I mean, there's a few things that we've got to sort out if we ever did win the league or get promotion. There's a few things we've got to sort out at this club uh, in improving the facilities. You know, we, that's what our aim is. I mean, we, we want to do, we want to play in higher football. Our players want to play in higher football. The management want to play in there as well. And really, I mean, it, it's, that's my ambition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've been going well. You've been a very competitive side in a competitive league, it would be fair to say, for, for a while now. I mean, I can, I can sense your passion for the club and I'm really pleased that we get this chance to have a chat with you. Not, so, not just because you're going so well in the, in the Vars, but you're going so well in so many competitions, including the league. So hopefully uh, a bit later in the season we'll be able to catch up again and, um, and reflect on, on, on what could be something of a historic season for the side. Well, I hope so. I hope so, anyhow. It, it, it... To me, I think you know it's not just the players here and, and and management side as a committee that you know there's a lot of things going on at this club and and it, it takes volunteers to do it. And my thanks to Mike for his time. Now we'll move away from the FA Vars uh, for now and uh, we'll have a look at the Premier Division and Bitten, well they'll kick us off in emphatic style. I think everybody's waiting for the inevitable Shortwood United banana skin but it didn't come at Bitten, did it? <laughs> no, I mean if the game lasted 10 minutes it would have. Uh, Shortwood going into a, a shot lead uh, Joey Tustain scoring inside the opening 10 minutes or so, so. Uh, the away side taking a, a surprise lead, uh, but then order was restored. Uh, Bitten uh, eventually romp into a, a 7-1 victory. Uh, Jordan Whitaker and Josh Egan uh, scoring before the break uh, to, to put them ahead at, at half-time. And then it was Dean Griffith who took over, uh, scoring the perfect hat-tricks. Uh, left foot, right foot header. Uh, and he was yeah, very much to the fore. 
uh, for Bitten uh, with Whitaker and then Joe McLean adding a late goal as well. So yeah, they eventually uh, ran out seven one winners, and yeah, unfortunately, Shortwood uh, still remain without a point. Uh, we move on to Clevedon Town. Now, of course, we spoke about Clevedon earlier. They uh, went out of the, the Les Phillips Cup to First Division Canesham Town, and that made them angry, made them very angry, and they took it all out on Hengrove. They did, and this, this was uh, uh, dissimilar to, to, uh, to Bitten. Uh, they did all their damage before the break. Uh, Three-goal three goal half-time lead, and that's how it stayed, uh, and it took just two minutes for them to, to break the deadlock. Jack Sell uh, smashing the ball home uh, against the Hengrove side, who are very much struggling at the moment. Uh, Sell scoring again uh, after after hitting the hitting the crossbar, and then it was Tyler Ashmead uh, who set up Archie Ferris for their third. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty pretty easy win for for Cleveton. Three uh, 0 at home to Hengrove. Now Chipping Sodbury Town haven't exactly been pulling up trees in the Premier Division this season, but they um, they pulled up a few odd down, didn't they, at the weekend? Yeah, slightly surprising result this one. Uh, keeping odd down to to nil is a pretty good effort, and yeah, to run out two nil victors is also. Yeah, fantastic. It was an own goal uh, to put them ahead. And then it was George Box who started like uh, Chipping Sudbury pretty well. He's got on the score sheet again. And, uh, yeah, a 2-0 victory for, for Chipping Sudbury away, away in Bath. Uh, now then, the, the, the next game that made it um, past the weather gods was Roman Glass St George against Bridgewater Town. Eight goals to talk about in this one, Tom, and a rather explosive climax. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so these two sides shared eight goals earlier uh, in the season, just over a month ago, in fact, a 4-4 draw. Uh, so when these two come together in the league, it's, uh, yeah, very much uh, blink or you miss it. Uh, and it was uh, a come-from-behind win, this one for Bridgewater, eventually running out five free victors. Uh, Lewis Wentland and uh, Nathan Legg giving Roman Glass a two-goal lead. Uh, but then uh, Patrick Halloran, who was forced to come on during the first half, uh, managed to give Bridgewater a, a lifeline just before the break uh, to get them into the game, but they still trailed at half-time. Uh, Jack Taylor, then obviously everyone I think knows about him now this season, uh, scoring twice to turn the game in uh, Bridgewater's favour. Uh, Roman Glass then responding uh, to, to, to get an equaliser just four minutes from time, uh, so it probably looked like it was heading towards a draw, uh, but then Bridgewater uh, managed to find another couple of goals pretty late on. Long ranger from Harry Horton, who's been doing really well recently, uh, and then also Sam Tower adding some gloss uh, to the scoreline. And, uh, yeah, Bridgewater now leading by uh, four points. But, yeah, I take it there was a, a couple of red cards towards the end and, uh, yeah, some pretty unpleasant scenes. But, yeah, certainly before that, uh, another eight goals between these two sides. And, yeah, the, the match is certainly, uh, certainly entertaining nonetheless. Um, Shepton Mallet is our final match that made it, that beat the weather in the Premier Division. They were at home to Wellington. Yeah, good week uh, for Mallet, obviously. Uh, backing up their victory uh, in the in the Les Phillips during the week with a with a three points on Saturday, uh, two 0 at home to Wellington. It was Tyson Pollard who scored earlier in the week as well uh, to complete his, his his strong form, and uh, also Francois Allen getting on the score sheet. And each of those uh, providing the assist for the other's goal as well. So uh, yeah, two men very much uh, in form for for Shepard Mallet, and they ran out two 0 winners over Wellington. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. 
Now we have a look at matters in the first division, and we kick off with Ashton and Backwell, um, my new favourite team, and uh, well, the curse of Ian Knockholds as well and truly has uh, come to pass on them because Keynesham were the visitors and Keynesham ran out clear winners. Yeah, well, yeah, a couple of late goals uh, to help Keynesham to the 2 0 win in this one. Uh, they did hit the woodwork on, on three occasions, I believe, during the game, so it was uh, yeah, very much unfortunate up until then uh, for Keynesham. Uh, but uh, yeah, a cracking effort from Craig Wilson, five minutes from time, put them ahead. Uh, and then Matt Brown laying on uh, an assist for Jane Dollis to complete the scoring. So uh, a 2 0 win for Keynesham, and uh, yeah, they maintain their seven match winning run now. Now, this is something we don't get to say very often on the podcast. It's a win for Bristol Telephones. <laughs> yeah, the bottom side, three points. And, uh, yeah, very much needed, but uh, certainly, uh, yeah, in striking distance of the sides just ahead now. And it was goals from Mike Alvis and Ben Griffiths helping them to, uh, yeah, their first victory in the league since September. So uh, congratulations to the phones, and that was over Bishop's Lydia. And Cheddar, um, I think this was get my game of the uh, of the weekend to watch. Cheddar against Devizes. Well, there wasn't many goals in this, but um, that probably just goes to show how closely matched these two sides are. Yeah, incredibly. I think I think it was just a, an own goal inside two minutes, uh, putting Cheddar ahead. And uh, yeah, that was how it remained uh, for the entirety of the match. So uh, yeah, very little to split the sides, but it was Cheddar uh, who take away the three points and uh, yeah, keep on the pressure. Uh, with the sides up and around them at the top of the table. Well, one side that is becoming much more predictable in the first division is Chard. Um, they were away at Oldland Abertonians and they recorded another very impressive victory. Yeah, on the road, uh, a 3-1 victory away at Oldland and uh, having to come from behind, uh, a bit of an early setback, Josh Williams uh, putting uh, Oldland ahead, uh, but then Chard uh, responding uh, like my potential promotion side would, uh, scoring pretty pretty soon after Liam Khalil levelling things up in just the sixth minute, so a, a strong start to this one for both sides. Uh, but then, yeah, in the second half, they managed to pull away, uh, Liam Khalil adding his second uh, before substitute James Boylan, then added a third in, in stoppage time uh, to complete complete the victory. But as you say, yeah, um, three points in charge seem to be going hand-in-hand at the moment, and yeah, remain top of the table. Well, one team that's been struggling a great deal for three points this season is Radstock Town. Um, uh, they entertained Warminster Town. On the subject of um, thrilling climaxes, I think this ticks all the boxes, this one, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Uh, fascinating match. Obviously, two sides, yeah, not doing uh, too well uh, in terms of the league table, but uh, battling out a 4 3 victory it was in the end for, for Radstock. Uh, having gone ahead inside 52 seconds or in the 50. In 52 seconds, uh, thanks to Simon Millard, uh, Warminster managed to, to come come from behind to lead at the break, and it was Charlie Walton and Jack Millard doing the damage for them. Uh, but then, yeah, Radstock very much uh, yeah enjoying the second half. Uh, three goals for them. Uh, the first from Corey Rawlins to, to draw them level, and then Sam Gregory scoring twice. Um, just a word for him. Uh, he's uh, yeah among the top scorers this season, obviously, in, in a struggling side. That's, uh, yeah, no mean feat. And, uh, yeah, Radstock managed to to hold on to the 4-3 victory and a very much-needed three points. Um, that was a, a, obviously a, a cracking game, if, if you were lucky enough to be at it, and it was all the excuse I needed to get in touch with the new Radstock Town manager, Brett Partner. And I started by asking Brett about his path to the Radstock dugout. Also, I was a player for Radstock um, last season, uh, helping out Shane Smith. Uh, before that, I was Chipman Park manager, uh, co with um, Tim Smith and um, just finished my UA for B course and uh, obviously results have not gone gone our way and um, I've been asked to, to take over. 
How many games have you had um, in charge? Uh, I've had, uh, this will be my fifth game just gone. Uh, we've played um, first and second, uh, Poulton, Southern League and Longwell, and we've just um, played Wormsley on the weekend. So the, the archetypal baptism of fire then? Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the important thing is that you got you managed to pick up that first win, four um, three mm-hmm. uh, at the weekend against Warminster. Was the game as close as the scoreline suggests? Yes, and no, in a way. We we film our games now, and um, I've got a sports analysis uh, to to take stats from our games as well. So, looking at the footage and looking at the stats, it would it would say no, um, but. When you were there watching the game, it was a little bit more uh, tense, as obviously the score would show. But um, I, I thought we, we played very well. But silly mistakes cost us goals as well, but I thought it's, it's not a quick process to, to change what we've got at Radstock, and um, it's going in the right direction, really. I mean, you must have been relieved to get the win. Um, I mean, not least because the side hasn't won since October the 20th, I think. That was the last I time. Know. I know. I looked at that stat... Uh, the other day, actually, and um, it was quite shocking, actually. It's been quite a while. I mean, is that a confidence thing, do you think? is you know When you've taken over the, the squad, obviously, the, the, the point of that break, if you like, is to try you know, a change of direction just to see whether things can, think, things can change. So it must be a relief for you to pick up that yeah. first win. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, the, the squad had low confidence. Uh, you know, obviously, losing so many games, it, it happens. But I'm trying to implement now an, an, a new style of play, a different way of of doing things around the whole club, really, off the field and on the field, uh, trying to make it a little bit more professional, give a, a really good environment for, for the players. Um, so we've done up all the change rooms now. Um, we're set it, we're getting physios in, like I say, sports um, analysis in, um, extra coaches just to help, you know, give them all the, the things they need to, to win games. And there's no excuses then, really, so everything's covered. Uh, we haven't had of the greatest start really as in game wise obviously you play in Chart who are, who are top you had Cheddar uh, we had Poulton who was Southern League uh, the first game was Longwell Green so wasn't expecting to win the first game straight away but the performances have been good but results would say otherwise and obviously you know what football's like it's all about results in the, the day it is, and of course, you 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 know what you've described there is is incredibly um, lofty for a a Western League side. You haven't had a, a, a pre-season to put in place those measures and to you know to put your own your own stamp on the side. So it's you know it very much must be a, a work in progress for you. But of course, the, the, you know you've got the added pressure that you you do need to start getting results and turning things around on the pitch. Exactly, it's, it's one of the things where, like you said, I haven't had a pre-season. It's the style of what I want to do is. It's a hard style to play and you do need a pre-season. So you look at the games we had and thinking, right, could you take points off, off those four teams? Realistically, you probably couldn't because obviously where we are. But what I'm really pleased about, we've only had one one or two training sessions really in between all those games. The style of play we've played has been really good. It's uh, It's been positive. It's, it's different from beforehand, which for me anyway, we're not taking a lot of training sessions and all those games, it's a really good step in the right direction for Radstock. And the players are now starting to believe in themselves, thinking, oh, actually, this is the right way to play. And also, they can do it. You know, results will say otherwise, but if you watch the games we've, we've had, it tells a different story. But in the day, yes, you know, you give City mistakes away and you do, you do concede goals. But the type of play we're playing at the moment is, is positive. But again, it comes down to confidence. Once you start getting that winning mentality and that each player gets confidence in themselves, it will turn it around. And I've said to the boys, 
you win against Warminster, then I'm hoping we'll start seeing different results coming our way. And, you know, it's amazing what a win can do. Well, well, we'll talk about some of the upcoming fixtures in a minute. But, um, I mean, I must confess that when I was looking at the weather forecast and, and keeping an eye on the sort of the cancellations mm. over, the, um, uh, over the weekend, when I saw that Welton Rovers were off, of course, yeah. you know, only you know, a mile down the road from you, I did fear the worst. So was the game up at Southfields ever in doubt on Saturday? I, I did have my doubts before, but when I got to the pitch, it was actually not too bad. Um, I, again, I can't see what the Welton pitch was like myself, but because um, obviously the rain that night, I was thinking that night, oh, it's probably going to be called off tomorrow. But Rastock pitch is actually quite good. Um, it holds well. Um, it drains actually not too bad. I think I think it's a better drainage than than Welton. So when I got to the pitch, I was definitely firmly believed it was going to be on. That was about half ten in the morning. Well, we know about the disruption at Radstock this season, um, and not least that there's been an awful lot of disruption in terms of the player department departures that happened over the summer. But yeah. from your perspective now, how's the first team squad looking? Are, are you looking to bring in any new faces? Yeah, obviously when I first took over, I had to look, right, who have we got playing for us? And I had a look, it was actually surprising. We had 40, I think 42 players signed on. And for, for me, it's, you know, we need to cut that down to... Uh, a squad of 18, so committed 18 players, and then we look, which we're slowly getting there now, and we look at the squad and go, right, OK, where do we need to improve? So, I, obviously, because I'm filming my games now, I'm looking at the stats of what we need to improve on, and then we go from there already. So, at the moment, no, until I see something that might need to change, but I'm confident in the squad I've got, we can get results, and I think now we're playing teams around us now, I'm confident in my squad now and the way we're playing I think we'll go a bit higher now Well one area you certainly don't need to improve upon is your goal scorer Sam Gregory 14 already this season uh, and in a yes. team that's been struggling that's no mean feat is it? No it's, it's good to have a player like Sam in the squad he's like I say he's a, he's a quality player and, and to keep hold of him so when I, when I obviously first took over the likes of him and a few other players it's just to sell the vision of what we want for Radstock um, on and off the field so Sam was really impressed of what we want to do on the pitch and I got him into a basically had a whole team meeting for about an hour before the game uh, on, on the Longwell Green the first game and just sold him the vision of what I wanted to play where the club I want to go and obviously the club's aspirations off the pitch and on the pitch as well um, and they've all bought into it which is really good and especially for Sam as well and, you know his goal score record speaks for itself so it's really good to have him to well, in terms of your vision then, you're 17th at the moment. Realistically, what are your targets for this season? I, I, you know, before I took over, because we had those four or five games before, I would, I'm a manager, I want, I want to win every game, you know, but obviously it's, it's hard to do that, especially with the low confidence of the squad. But now I've seen, I've changed my really vision now because I thought it would take a while to get implement the way I want to play. But now I've seen what we can do. And all it is now is just a bit of confidence and winning mentality. I firmly believe we can finish way above uh, mid-table. Um, if if it goes our way and we can keep playing the way we're going, we will finish above mid-table. So really, it's for me, winning mentality, I'll win every game. That's standard for me, really, and the players know that. Now it's just up to the players now. If they can really keep that standard, I think we'll be OK. But it's basically finish as high as possible, but definitely above mid-table. You've got Bishops Lydiard on Saturday. They've been in a poor run of form of late. How important is it for you to get another positive result? I've, I've, said, to, I've said to the boys, after the Warminster game, 
I'm thinking, right, you've done the hard work now. You've got that that win now. Now you should have some wind in your sails, and you're playing well. You know, because the boys have been really dejected, and we've been playing better than the teams we've been playing against, but we've not been getting the result. And you could tell after the game, thinking, oh yeah, we should have won that. We should have won that. I'm thinking, yeah, you should have, but you're giving silly goals away. You know, if we can tighten up at the back and stop those goals from going in, we'll be away. You know, it's only been two ones and stuff, but with the Bishops Lily, our game is, it's really important you have consistency now. You've got to start winning games in a row. You know, you've got to get a good run going. And I've set the challenge for the players now. This is your chance to show me now you are winners and you can start climbing this table. So you've got Bishops Lydiard on Saturday. Another team yep. that's um, that's round about you is Chippenham Park. You play them on mm-hmm. the 15th, and then it's the big one on Boxing Day. It's the Coalfield yeah. Classico. Now, if you can keep your momentum up over the next month, um, do you think you can get something at West Clues? I do. I firmly believe that. I, th- I have a lot of faith in my players. The way they're playing at the moment and the attitudes and what they're buying into... I firmly believe that it'll be a very good game at the Coalfield Classico. And my thanks to Brett for his time. Now, uh, one final game in the First Division, and that is Wincanton Town against Corsham Town. Yeah, Corsham having to come from behind twice uh, to claim a two-all draw in this one. Uh, Connor Williams, 12-minute header, uh, firstly putting Wincanton ahead uh, before Ben Pring. I managed to get the slightest of touch uh, onto, a, onto a Lewis McCarran free kick. Uh, to level things up. Uh, Wincanton then going ahead once again, as I say, through Jamie Irwin, and then it was 12 minutes in time, uh, the final goal of the game, and that was from the penalty spot, uh, with Pring firing home again, uh, following, a, following a handball in the box. So, yeah, I think both sides relatively happy uh, with this one, and, uh, yeah, finished uh, two all. Excellent stuff. Now, that concludes our look back at the, uh, the results um, last week. Um, so, now we should have a look at the fixtures coming up. And uh, a little bit of Les Phillips action on Tuesday, the 4th of December. Ashton and Backwell taking on Cadbury Heath. Uh, and then we move, we've got a few County Cup games uh, as well um, going on in the week. But we move to then Wednesday with um, quite a tasty Les Phillips Cup fixture between Willand and Odd Down. That's a 7.30 kick-off. Um, but um, we go back and try again on Saturday for the Vars. Um, those two games that didn't get to take place, Tom, uh, they're, they're scheduled for Saturday the 8th of de- uh, December. Yeah, indeed. Um, so we've got Cadbury Heath uh, hoping, hoping to host uh, AFC St. Orsall at Springfield uh, and then Cribs on their travels uh, down to the Kimberley Stadium where they should hopefully be taking on uh, Saltash United side who are doing pretty well this season. But, uh, yeah, two tough guys, but... Uh, Two winnable ties and hopefully, yeah, joining uh, Willand in the in the fourth round. Excellent stuff. Now we have a look at uh, the fixtures in the Premier and the First Division as we always do. We we'll start off in the Prem, Tom. And uh, which particular fixture tickles your fancy in that uh, in that division? Uh, a bit predictable, but I've gone with the the top side, uh, Bridgewater. Uh, they've got an away game uh, at Buckland, obviously doing pretty well. Um, starting to starting to find a bit of form that we expected following their strong. Strong finish to last season, so it'll be interesting. Interesting to see if Bridgewater can uh, keep up their strong goal scoring form. Obviously, if Buckland can keep a, keep a, hold, a stronger hold on uh, Jack Taylor, who's obviously uh, yeah scoring uh, pretty much every time he enters the field of play. So yeah, that's probably my uh, game of the week in the Premier Division. Well, I don't know if it's going to be the game of the weekend, but it's a game I'm certainly hoping to get to watch, and it is Westbury United against Brislington. 
you never know what you're going to get with Brislington. Um, um, but on their day, as we know, they're capable of beating absolutely anybody in the league. And at Westbury, of course, fantastic form, as we all know this season. So um, I should be looking forward to that, if it beats the weather. I think that Westbury pitch is pretty good, actually. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that game does get to go ahead. And uh, in the first division, uh, what uh, what's caught your eye there, Tom? Yeah, I've gone for the top third again, unfortunately. A bit predictable, as I say. But uh, Chard, they're at home to Welton. I mean, Welton obviously wouldn't call it call it free fall just yet, but they're struggling a little bit. But uh, a young side, and they'll probably be up for this challenge. And if, if they could get a win uh, away at Chard, obviously, probably wouldn't predict it. But um, yeah, that would certainly uh, throw the cat amongst the pigeons. And we know how tight it is at the top of the top of the first division. So the pressure's definitely on Chard, even at even at this early stage, so Welton uh, a side capable of going there and maybe maybe causing a little bit of a little bit of a stir. There's a few interesting ties actually in the first division. We had this dilemma last week. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm very interested to see uh, how Radstock get on at Bishop's Lydia because Bishop's Lydia have just lost to Bristol Telephones who've been struggling themselves for form Radstock have won so can they kick on after that positive result Telephones got the win um, they're taking on Ashton and Backwell Ashton and Backwell are a very good side but you know will Telephones get a, um, a boost out of that uh, and also Canesham against Devizes I mean Devizes have um, struggled in the last couple of weeks um, but they've had Stiff opposition. They've got even stiffer opposition in the form of Canesham, so you've got to make Canesham favourites there. But they all look like good games. Um, but Longwell Green Sports entertain Cheddar. So Cheddar have got to go to Longwell Green. I think Longwell Green are a good side in the first division. I think they'll give anybody a game. And um, Cheddar are going to have to be at their very best, I think, if they're going to get anything away at Longwell Green. If that had been Cheddar entertaining Longwell Green, then maybe it would have been a bit more routine. But I think Cheddar will have to be on their metal if they're going to keep on their good form uh, in that game. Now, earlier in the podcast, Tom, you started... I could tell you were sort of straining at the bit. You, you desperately want to talk about goal, sto- uh, goal scorers. So if I, if I turn to the page... In your wonderful bulletin entitled Western League Statistical Leaders, um, can you take us through the runners and the riders? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Jack Taylor, obviously a, a man I've mentioned a couple of times already on, on the podcast. Uh, he's yeah, leading the way in the Premier Division by a, a considerable margin at the moment. He's got 19 league goals, uh, so very much top of the top of the pops. Uh, we've then got Ryan Radford of Roman Glass in, in second with 13 league goals, and then a couple of chaps on 10. Uh, we've got o- uh, Oakland Buck uh, at Bridlington. And then Callum Demkiv uh, of Westbury, uh, and then down in the first division, it's the the Adams of, of Cheddar, still top of top of the charts in that one. Uh, we've got Adam Jones on 18, uh, and then Adam Wright on 14. And as I said earlier, uh, Radstock's Sam Gregory now up to 14 league goals as well. He joins Wright uh, in joint second alongside Stuart Windsor of Carn as well on 14. So yeah, uh, plenty of plenty of uh, goals flying at the moment. And yeah, special I think special mention for for Gregory, obviously. Excellent stuff. Tom, thank you very much for your time this evening. Of course, we have been reviewing your excellent bulletin. That is available on the Tool Station Western League website, isn't it? Yeah, indeed, uh, on the homepage, and then there's also a, a tab along, along the top, uh, which should take you to the, 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 latest, uh, yeah, the latest document. Excellent stuff. And also, have you penned your, uh, your column for this week's non-league paper? Yeah, looking back at the uh, the matches that beat the weather in the uh, the Premier Division, so uh, yeah, that should be should be up. Uh, um, yeah, in the in the paper in the step five and six section. 
Wonderful stuff, Tom. Thank you very much. And before we go, one quick mention um, for uh, Clevedon Town, actually. Um, They have an article that's been written by Kerry Miller in uh, the Sunday Independent. That's the Sunday Independent that was published on Sunday. So hopefully, if you're listening to this um, this week, uh, then you will be um, able to still get that in your... um, uh, in your local news agent, so that's um, a, a, another one of Kerry's focus pieces on one of our Western League member clubs, and um, I'm particularly pleased to um, um, to highlight um, Clevedon Town because their under-18s have been drawn against Manchester City in the FA Youth Cup, which I think is um, a fantastic occasion um, for the club, and indeed an opportunity for the Western League to pit the best of our young talent against arguably the best of the young talent in the entire world. So, fingers crossed that Clevedon um, come out on top in that encounter. But, um, yes, excellent stuff, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be keeping... Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot more talked about that particular match on um, uh, in coming podcasts. But from Tom and myself, that's been another episode of the Tool Station Western League Podcast.